I'm a current with the Florida Gators. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I was just checking to see if you were listening. From Destroyham, Louisiana. Hold on a second. Hey, guys. Hey. I'm having a press conference, okay? Thank you. Momentum, excitement, energy. You know, I mean, they say all this stuff, and you know what they mean, but, you, you know, it doesn't describe what you mean. I mean, it's just sort of out there. You got barbecue back there? And you didn't invite me, hurt my feelings. I was just worried about, you know, listening to, you know, all, all your guys' rap poison. Welcome to Sideline Judgment. Here are your hosts, Sergio and Tyler. Welcome to Sideline Judgment. My name is Sergio. My name is Tyler. Tyler, we're here. We made it. We have arrived. It's finally happened. It's finally here. It Week so long. one preview! Yeah. The college football season has arrived. I'm going to hate myself in a few hours when I edit, but whatever. Who cares? College yeah. football's back, Tyler. We're For so sure. excited. <sighs> Just, I can't even, like, I'm kind of speechless at the moment because, like, it. you forget how much the sport means to you. Because, you know, you like you got I mean, a lot of stuff has happened in our lives since the sport last was happening. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, but, you know, you get to your routine without it. And then the idea that now I have football to watch on Saturdays, just kind of breaking my brain. Yeah. Like, I also have to find a place to go watch it out here in California. Which, I feel bad for you in that sense. Like, I don't feel bad for you because you live in Los Angeles and it's a beautiful town. But I do feel bad it for you. Should be great for most things, but not for this. Like, yeah, <laughs> no, not not for this. Um, although we will. Although be I did, about- I did go to a bar last night and uh, to meet up with somebody, and they had the ACC network on. So there's oh? hope. No, I don't know taken. why. But so when I when I come visit you, you got to take me to that bar just so I can be- see it with my own eyes, just so I can see it with my just own. So I can eyes. believe it. Yeah, just so you can believe it. But Tyler, we will begin with quick hits, and quick hits this week we'll be recapping week zero. Um, Tyler, the first game, we only have a couple here. Illinois beat Nebraska 30 to 22. And ah! for, those, <laughs> for, for those who listened to our group of five, um, season preview in one episode prior to yours on the feed on Spotify or Apple podcast, wherever you find your podcast, um, you will know that I was watching the rerun of this game while we were recording. Um, and they showed a statistic that Scott Frost is the second wor- has the second worst win percentage in Nebraska football history um, through a minimum of three seasons. Tyler, you saw this game, parts of it like I did. Quickly, what would you take away from this one? <laughs> uh, what I take away is that uh, I hold true to my stance that they should relegate Nebraska to the G5 because that's the only area that <laughs> Scott Frost is good at. Um Shrouds fired a little bit, but I mean, so Nebraska's not like the thing that is big to me is that Nebraska, like I can see the scheme. I get what they're trying to do and they have some pretty good players and Adrian Martinez occasionally makes like great throws and he's out great outside the pocket, but just at no point ever at any point once did any of it come together to mean anything. Yeah. Like Nebraska has all the pieces and just forgot to buy glue. (laughs) 
they just they they completely forgot that they needed glue that they just had to come together at any point. <laughs> oh my god! Oh it's my god. it's like it's like when they get a puzzle, they're like the important part is to take every puzzle piece out of the box. And I'm like, no, you have to like you have to like put them together. Which, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and also Illinois was had a better game plan, seemed more disciplined. They they got up to a lead early. Now a large part of that, I will say, this was not like they thoroughly outplayed them entirely. Like a lot of it has to do with defensive turnovers, mm-hmm. uh, some luck on Illinois' side. But at the very end, Illinois went up on Nebraska like 30 to 9, like pretty early. Yeah. And never scored again. And Nebraska what? wasn't able to climb back. Like, and I think it, it also has part to do with the fact that their starting quarterback went out with an injury um, in the beginning of the second half. And so there's they still there won that. But that's the thing. Like, even with that happening, they won. This is they Illinois. Held on. This is and two like Nebraska, years in a row they've lost to Illinois. Nebraska's lost to Illinois. Nebraska did this thing where they got the they got their they were down two scores with like ten minutes left in the game. And then they held the ball and it seemed like they had like no sense of urgency. They were just like content with letting the clock run. It was like an eight minute drive. And I was like, sir, you are down two scores. Like Where was the urgency that Scott Frost had in his UCF days is my thing. Is it like not even that they saying. needed to do a lot of two minute drill stuff, but like they scored quickly. Wasn't like Josh Heupel snap as soon as the ball's ready, but like mm-hmm. they were about speed. They were about right. precision. And in Nebraska, it seems like the attempt has been a big get back to the run, which mm-hmm. I get, but also so totally disagree with because like you're trying to beat every other team in the conference at playing power football when you're not the biggest team. Right. And I don't know. It feels like Scott Frost has gotten away from his identity a little bit, whether that be because he can't recruit the same players at UCF, which is very true, mm-hmm. or because he just thinks he has to do something different, which he, I don't know. Listen, just a I mess. think good for Brett Bielema, though. Good for Brett Bielema. And I also think that a big part of the scheme situation there is talent. And Scott yeah. Frost doesn't have much talent there, and I guess it's all relative, right? Because we talk I, about I, for one, am so excited to see Scott Frost be the offensive coordinator for Bryce Young at Alabama <laughs> next year. They're going to win a national title. <laughs> we just go ahead and call it. Oh, man. Listen, let's let's move Better forward. Better yet, come to Florida. Please. We've honestly – I don't think they – I don't think him that, and That would never happen. No. Like, no. We're going to move on. We're going to move on. Uh, before we talk about Florida, UCLA beat Hawaii four to four, forty-four to ten. Tyler, it was a. Uh, hey, one of the teams in my city has a running game. Yeah, there you go. One of the teams in your city has a running game. The other team's an air raid team. So you got you got your pick, dude. You got your yeah. pick for whatever you're interested in that day. So listen, not much to say. We love our Rainbow Warriors, but they are not the best team this year. It's going to be rough for them. No. And UCLA, you know, hopefully they can parlay this into next week, and we'll talk about that later on. But before we get to it, Tyler, before we get to five wide, let's talk about our Gators, right? Uh, We're making an effort to not spend as much time on the Gators this year as before, but we are still going to spend some time on there because those are our boys. Um, The Gators open the season against FAU at home. It is a 7 o'clock kickoff on the SEC Network. Tyler, what are you looking for from the offense? I want to see how good Emory Johns is truly at moving the ball through the air because I know he can run it. Honestly, Dan Mullen, don't even like, 
He's going to. Don't call any QB runs. Just I want to see how good Emory Jones is passing. And I think he's going to be really good because, like, from what everything I've seen leads me to believe that. But I want to know. Like, I want to, like, I want to see. I want to see, like, is the passing game, what am I supposed to expect out of this offense? Am I expecting the passing game to drop off so incredibly much? Or, like, is it going to be similar? And now we might just also have a dual threat quarterback and a better running game. Like, I just want to see how what what kind of offense Emory Jones is going to be operating. Like, I think I may be in the minority. I don't know if I'm in the minority, but I'm definitely in a certain section of Florida fan base. I am not worried about Emory Jones. I mean, I, I am not could. either. I'm just I'm just really curious. Like, so so my curiosity is who are the skill players that are going to step up? Because a lot of the has been made about you know going from Trask to. Emery and Emery's great and this and that, whatever, but we need to see it happen. We lost Kyle Pitts and Kadarius Tony and Trevon Grimes. I need to know who is going to be. The run game was non-existent last season. I need to see the offensive line get some push. I want to see Demarcus Bowman, the highly touted transfer from um, Jacob Copeland got the number one jersey. Cope got the number one jersey. And if he Let's drops see if he can footballs, do something with it. And if he drops footballs the way his character is dropping footballs in college football revamped, I'm gonna be pretty mad. Um, I need to see who's going to be the tight end. No one will replace um, Kyle Pitts, but someone will get that productivity. You know what I mean? Yeah. So those balls are still got to go somewhere. Those balls still got to go somewhere. Exactly. So that's that's what I'm looking out for. Skill players, what's happening there. Yeah. Because we are sadists. Tyler, let's talk about the Florida defense. Why? <laughs> we have to. Why? Because we can't ignore it any longer, Tyler. We, Why do we have we, to do this? We have ignored it all offseason. We can't ignore it any longer. What are we looking for from the Florida defense? Any modicum of improvement. like um, The bare yeah, minimum. The bare the minimum. The bare minimum. Turnovers. I want yeah. turnover. I, honestly, no. No, this is what I want to think. I want some deflected passes i want some actual defense played in the secondary yes like and right. we're playing against fau so like you know no all all credit to fau i do think it's a good right. team i'm not worried about this game really i mean if we right. damn loses this game that's a whole other thing like i'm not worried about losing this game like right because i think damn a damn coach team with this level of talent that's not really gonna be the cards but it's about how we're gonna win it Tyler, here's the schedule, right? So we play FAU this week. We play USF next week. And the week after, we have Alabama coming in. So it's important. Oh, yeah, casual. It's important to get these games under our belt, to get the offense and the defense to be working together and get the experience. So that's what I'm looking for this week. And it's honestly what I'm looking for next week as well. Our first big game of the season is Alabama, which ask Miami how, how that is. We'll see how they go this weekend, but. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, yeah, I just need, <laughs> I just need, I see the defense get off on third down. Like what? It, yep. It's not typically, you. I know it's like the biggest part of it, but I like, I need, I need, I need them to do that. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, special teams. I'm going to be honest. I don't know who our guys are. Nah, last year we didn't need them that much. <laughs> Not only, yeah, but we had good special teams guys. Our boy Evan yeah. hit a 57-yard field goal in a preseason game the other day against yeah. my Dolphins. Very happy for him. Um, but yeah, so that's that's going to be interesting. It's going to be difficult um, just to get the under the rhythm. And I would like to know who the special teams guys are at, by the end of the game. So 
Um, there is that. Tyler, before we move on to five wide and two point, notable Thursday and Friday games. So if you are looking to scratch that itch, right, and watch some college football before Saturday, we got some games for you. Thursday, you got Boise State and UCF, 7 o'clock on ESPN. I will be watching that game because, Tyler, as you know, I have an emotional attachment to someone who has an emotional attachment to UCF. And oh, really? I now, I, oh, really? I now live down the street from that person. So I will be watching the game with this person. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So well, we'll I see hope how for that your goes. sake that they win. <laughs> and honestly, it, the first uh, – in an unrelated note, the first World Cup qualifier for the U.S. men's national team is Thursday as well. And I have a fantasy draft. So Ugh! I'm triple booked, my guy. I'm going to have uh, I'm gonna have the UCF game on the television at Alexa's. Uh, I will have my iPad with the national team game, and I'll be drafting. I'm sorry, I'll have my laptop with the national team game, and I'll be drafting on my iPad. So damn yeah yeah busy thursday for your boy busy thursday and that's all after working like i work a, a full day on thursday so i will, oh. i do yeah yeah i i, I will i will need to oh, be yeah that evening the college football times for you are like after you work that's so crazy <laughs> yes they are tyler yes, weird thing that it, i straight up it, when i looked the espn up i was just like what are all these times like <laughs> Who plays a football game at eight at night? What is wrong with people? Yeah. Um, and then you also have Thursday night, Ohio State taking on Minnesota. That's at eight o'clock on Fox. Uh, that'll have some fun fantasy implications for certain people, which we'll talk about later on in the episode. And then on Friday, you have a weird game, but I'm oddly really excited for it. North Carolina taking on Virginia Tech, a 6 p.m. kickoff. Weird. Conference game. Conference game, six o'clock kickoff on ESPN. Um, that's gonna be the I'm clocking out of work early on a Friday game. Um, even though oh, it's yeah. at six. But uh there you go. So you got some football on Thursday and Friday to keep you held over until five wide comes into play mm-hmm. on Saturday. Tyler, you know the rules. We both pick the same five games. These are the five games that we think if you have to pick one or two games, pick them from this list. These are the best games of the week. So for five wide, um, we will be picking them. They are in chronological order. So they are in uh, chronological order. They are in the order of which they kick off in. Um, and they're the biggest games of the week. So we will each be picking. We get one point for each correct one. And then we will get the two-point conversion later on. So let's go ahead and jump in here. Tyler, you unfortunately won last year. Therefore, you Pretty have the honor. Me, but whatever. Yeah, right. Whatever. You have the honor of starting us off this year, Tyler. So the first game on the board is the number 19th ranked Penn State Nittany Lions taking on the number 12 ranked Wisconsin Badgers. And they are kicking off at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. 11 a.m. local time on Fox. Big Fox, Tyler. Who Camp Randall have? Stadium. Camp Randall. Jump around. Okay. So, there's many ways I can think about this. These teams, I'm not really sure what these teams are going to be. Penn State was not good last year. Wisconsin wasn't really that good either, uh, but that was a lot, <laughs> largely COVID-related. Right. Um, Wisconsin has Graham Mertz, who has a lot of promise, but also mm-hmm. hasn't delivered entirely that much. 
Um, but it all comes down to I, I'll never trust Sean Clifford ever. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to go take Wisconsin. Why don't you go My ahead? First pick and- of the season. Next to the T, go ahead and put an S for Sergio because I also yeah. am taking Wisconsin. Like you said, it comes down to not trusting Sean Clifford. I like Graham Mertz. I think this is this is a close game, though. This is a competitive game because I of the way, the way Wisconsin plays football and the bounce back that Penn State has. Who knows, man? Maybe they go into Camp Randall and Penn State walks out with a 35-14 to 14 victory, and we're thinking completely different about this team. But if that happens, I will gladly be wrong. Um, and I will eat crow, but I just believe Wisconsin is the better football team at this moment. Yeah, so. I would agree. The next game of the day, Tyler, on five wide. Uh, What's I'm crazy gonna... to me about this next game is that there's a contingent of people that are that are trying to convince everybody else that one one of the two options is, is feasible. Yeah, and, and I don't this, understand it. This is With... a neutral site game. This will be played in Atlanta. It's the Chick-fil-A kickoff. It's a 3.30 Eastern kickoff on ABC. It's the number one ranked Alabama Crimson Tide taking on the number 14 ranked, which 14, really? We we put Miami as 14? All right. The number 14th ranked Miami Hurricanes, um, or as Tyler and I refer to them on this podcast, the Miami Fighting De'Ara Kings. Um, it's, listen, let me put it this way. M- Manny Diaz, or as Tyler refers to him, Miami Diaz, um, he has taken over the defensive coordinator duties and the play calling duties for Miami could be a good thing or could be a bad thing. Good thing because maybe, yeah, the defense improves bad thing. Your head football coach is focusing a little bit too much on one side of the ball, taking a little bit too much responsibility, not delegating over and- the defense at Miami, which in his entire tenure has never been bad. Right. Like- well, they haven't been great though. They haven't. Yeah, been- that's true. And then again, candy, Eric King, come back fully healthy from his ACL tear at the end of last season. Um, all reports are saying that, yes, he will be fine. He's been practicing. He's QB one, all of that. Um, and I know that there's a lot of question with Alabama, right? Losing a lot of players. But once again, this is Alabama. How many times have we said, Oh my gosh, how are they going to replace Derrick Henry? Oh my gosh. How are they going to replace Marvin Ingram? Oh my gosh. How are they going to replace Tua? how, Oh my gosh, how are they going to replace Jalen hurts? There's so many players and they just keep replacing them especially at the wide receiver position Monte smith jerry judy henry ruggs michi's over there that's what's funny is that every year i hear people say something like oh yeah but you know who the best one of the player you know who the best wide receiver in that room is and it's always the player that stays so i'm excited for this season when it's like a room with michi and all the other guys where they go yeah michi's really good but you know who the best one in that room is so like they just can some other constantly (laughs) yeah they constantly get better, and all reports out there are saying Bryce Young is that guy. Okay, they're saying he's that guy. I, There's I, no reason to doubt Alabama at all. Correct. Like, correct. Is what I yeah. So it, it's easy. We're we're both going to say about Alabama. Bryce Young. I was going to say that Bryce Young, while I have a lot of faith for him and expectations, and I think he's going to be very successful. Um. There are some question marks as to we just got to see it because we really haven't seen it in a competitive format, but that's okay. And I would rather take an unproven Bryce Young in the Nick Saban Alabama system with the Saban defense than a De'Ara Keem coming off of an ACL and Manny Diaz taking over the defense to see if it can improve. So give me Alabama. And what's another one of our rule of thumbs principles? 
don't bet against allegedly or real life Nick Saban when he has more than a week to prepare. And he has had, yeah. if my, if I can tell I mean, time, even if, an entire if Bryce offseason, Young is just, Yeah, even if Bryce Young is just an average quarterback, that's still good enough to beat Miami. Like, Greg McElroy uh, won a national in, in championship. Alabama. Yeah, I, I don't see what the conversation is here. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm going to watch this game, but, like, I know what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. No, if I'm anything, I'm just scouting to see how bad it's going to be in three weeks. <laughs> yeah, right. I kind of want, Bryce, selfishly, right, as a Gator fan, I want Bryce Young to uh, not have the best of games. And I want our secondary to show us some signs of life. So I my head can go, oh, 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 okay, okay, here we go. Oh, oh, so, oh. There Give we go. The we, we, we're both taking Bama over Miami. Uh, Tyler, what's the next game? Good old Louisiana Raging Cajuns travel yeah, to fight the Texas Longhorns, the new soon-to-be members of the SEC, Texas Longhorns, mm-hmm. with the soon-to-be SEC head coach, Louisiana, uh, Louisiana's head coach, Billy Napier. Just SEC adjacent all over the place. Um, <laughs> one one would just want to be is, us this so is a bad. Moral, this is a horrible joke, but I'm going to say it anyway. One would say that the eyes of the SEC are upon them. Oh my god! <laughs> Is that too much? Was that too much? No, I I think that's amazing. Okay, all right. Um, Tyler, also, you get the first pick. You I get, get the, the first, first pick. pick. Yes. Hmm. 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 I know. I mean, I know what I'm going to say. I'm just trying to. I, I'm just trying to figure out how I'm going okay. to get it out. Like I okay. know what team I'm picking. Uh, so it's interesting to see because it's very interesting to see what Texas looks like because it'll be Steve Sarkeesian's offense, which has looked was looked great last year. Granted, on Alabama with a Heisman winning wide receiver and a quarterback who Cam Newton just got cut, so which not mm-hmm. for because Mac Jones is that good because Cam Newton wouldn't get vaccinated, but uh, uh, Mac Jones top fifteen drafted quarterback, um, an incredible Alabama team, yeah. You had the greatest play, greatest players in the in the country. So of course your offense looked amazing. What are you going to do at Texas when you know you don't have the greatest players in the country? Better mm-hmm. than Louisiana across the board, sure, but like don't have better. Um, I I'm so fascinated to see what the offense looks like. I'm fascinated to see what the defense looks like. I know what I'm going to get out of Louisiana. You're going to Texas for Sark's debut. I think he was going to take a page. Out of another previous Longhorn head coach, and he's going to lose his first game. And the Louisiana oh. Raging Cajuns are going to go into Texas, into Austin. And they're going to take out a win. Billy Napier's gunning for that LSU job. Tyler, you want to watch the world burn, and I'm going to be next to you making popcorn. I am not picking Louisiana. Oh, but you! I am no power. I, I am happy. You want to know why? You you know what's better than Louisiana losing? Or than Texas losing, sorry. The one thing better than Texas losing... (laughs) Now it's horns down, baby. The (laughs) one thing better than Texas losing is Louisiana covering the spread, number one. Number two, Texas getting by by the skin of their teeth and the fan base overreact... Not overreacting, probably reacting... No, definitely overreacting because they don't think that Louisiana is that good of a team. 
and they are going to go, how can we have only won by three points? That's just not what Sark wanted to do. That's not why we brought him to Austin. That's just not something that the Texas Longhorns. We have a rich tradition of winning. No, they don't. But we are going to be the team here. How can we be taken seriously in the SEC if we are going to lose to Louisiana? I'm going to hang up and listen, Paul. That that that's what it's gonna be, and it's gonna be Did a that, week of that, and it's gonna be a fantastic. Texas fan calling in to Paul Fine Mom to talk about losing to Louisiana would be the greatest thing ever, in my opinion. Like I agree, I agree. But here's the thing: the loss you can kind of shake it off as like first game. I feel like if Texas loses to Louisiana, you can chalk it up kind of how we chalked up losing to Kentucky with Mullen, right? Yeah. Okay. Everyone got it. Cool. Yeah, we lost. Can you got that out of your system? Great. Time to get to work. If Texas wins this football game in a super yeah. close I mean, manner, hey, you know? Yeah, Iowa State lost to Louisiana last year, and that worked out for them. Worked out perfect for them. Worked out perfect for them. So I think Texas will win, generally. Um, not by much. And I definitely want to allegedly take the spread here. So our first okay. differ, difference of the Differing of the year, opinion. Tyler. Different opinion. All right, Tyler. Next up is the primetime game. The the game of the week. The big one. The game, the game that's been the hyped up all off season. I already saw the ESPN uh, little advertisements for it. So unfortunately, the TV was on mute. So I don't know what song they're using this year. Um, I don't I don't know what songs get stuck in my head. I think it's called Run It. Run It. Who's it by? I don't know. I think it's like all DJ right, I got, I gotta or something. I don't know if I'll look it up. I think I'll just wait till I come. Across Yo, it don't look it up. You're gonna you're gonna listen to it at <laughs> some point. They're gonna like. <laughs> They're going to make you listen to it. You don't need to look it up. To this day, I can't hear memories ever again. I just can't. (laughs) I can't do it. I can't do it. It's the number five Georgia Bulldogs going up against the number three Clemson Tigers. It's a seven o'clock kickoff. It's on ABC. It's in Charlotte. Neutral site game. Um, I have the first pick here. I I want to say this before I before I go forward. I would like to say I am checking my Florida fandom at the door. Yeah. With that being said, I'm going to take Clemson. And this is not okay. an anti-Georgia pick. This is a pro-Clemson pick. I I liked what DJ Uyunglele showed us in that Notre Dame game. I like the way that this team has had a lot of continuity. I think if we're talking about first full offseason healthy for JT Daniels, versus the institution that is Clemson. Because I think we need to start putting Clemson on the institution level like we do with Alabama. Yeah. Not to their extent, obviously, but on the same level. Excuse me. I think that with Georgia's injuries that have come across in training camp, with the Georgia defense, a lot of people transferred out and all of that. I, I And again, in game, Tyler, who do you trust? Dabo Sweeney or Kirby uh-huh. Smart? Dabo Sweeney. Dabo Sweeney. Yeah, last time I checked, Brett Venables, for some godforsaken reason, is still there. I mean, I, I, have faith. I, I get it. He has the best life. Like, no, I get oh. it. I, I completely get it. And I, for that reason, I think I'm going to go with Clemson. Um, this is not an anti-Georgia pick. I think Georgia's going to be I, a very good football team this season. Very, very good football season team this season. I was this close to going with Georgia right now just to be the opposite, just to be like the 
you know, mm-hmm. counter. So you mentioned, so you mentioned their injuries and reminded me of yep. how many injuries they've had. Yep. What the team has gone through at attrition. And people kind of forget about that. I do think this will be a really good Georgia team. Probably Kirby Bart's Kirby Smart's second best team. Cause his, mm-hmm. his, his national title game appearance team is still his best team. Agreed. Um, and I don't know if he'll ever get back to that good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know exactly what I'm getting with Kirby Smart at this point. And this team will probably be really good. I think they're better than Florida at this current moment. Um, I agree. I think they'll win the East at this current moment. I have no reason to doubt that. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to trust Clemson, who doesn't seem to have dealt with as many injuries or transfers at, at the moment. And mm-hmm. I think this will be a close game. I agree. And I think it's got two good quarterbacks, but it's also a matter of like, I don't think J- I don't think Georgia's system is going to make JT Daniels better. JT Daniels just is a good quarterback mm-hmm. with, with experience throwing the ball. D- Clemson's offense works. Clemson, Clemson's offense is a system that multiple quarterbacks have done that have worked. So I'm going to go with DJ's DJU. DJU. Um, I'm going to go with Clemson as well. Good. Good. Excellent. Very nice. Yeah, not an anti-Georgia thing. I just think it's right. stacking up to look Clemson. And listen, I know that we both just picked Clemson. It's realistic that both of these teams can make the playoff. Absolutely. Like these are two playoff contenders, regardless of what happens on Saturday. And I hate, I hate the idea that this. That some people said that like this game doesn't matter because they're both playoff contenders. That's not true because if they lose, they just they have now razor thin margin. Like exactly, exactly. Um, but they, but losing to the other team does not forbid you from the playoff. It just makes it harder. And there's no shame like, in that. Honestly, Clemson is more capable of getting into the playoff if they lose this game. Like. Yeah, Clemson could lose this game and still get into the playoff, like easier than Georgia could, because Georgia's got a tougher schedule. Right, right. So, all right, good, good, good. Tyler, I'll let you introduce the final game of five wide. Final game, five (laughs) wide. It's not maybe one that has as many ramifications in like the national picture of college football. I think it is the biggest like national distance wise difference game <laughs> um like uh-huh. but the lsu tigers are traveling to my new hometown city of angels los angeles to fight the ucla bruins fighting bruins um in the rose bowl ucla what time is the game at what time is tied for at? best record in the country <laughs> okay the game is a 8.30 Eastern kickoff, which is a 5.30 local time, a 5.30 Rose Bowl game. LSU, which is a, UCLA. a sunset Rose Bowl game, Tyler. I know, all right? It's on Fox. It's on Fox. I might have to try and get tickets to this game. Um, you might. You might. What is your opinion on it? LSU traveled all the way out here to play UCLA. Um, UCLA, famously, best record in the country. Um, <laughs> highest point differential in the country. <laughs> say it, best record, best record in the country. Um, <laughs> um, famously has a running game now somehow. Um, but that is against Hawaii. So what does that mean? Right. Jordan Thompson Robinson, all I probably one of the best players in the country at just all offense. Just like I think, I generating think pure offense. Talent. Pure that talent. doesn't mean points or wins. Right. Like, right. Yeah. That's LSU, a team that was 
not great last year, and then snuck it out at the end. Um, against Florida, but whatever. We don't. We um, don't have to go into the cleat yet again. We can leave that in 2020. <laughs> I, I will never be able to get over that. Yeah. Like, I'll ne- I will always remember where I was when it happened. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, I'm actually. You know, it's the first week. It's a new season. This is the time early on. We haven't separated from each other. This is the time to make bold decisions, mm-hmm. which I've already been doing. Um, <laughs> um, you know, because I want to see, I want to do this just to see what would happen if it's true. The chaos. I'm going to take UCLA to upset LSU because I want Billy Napier to get the, Louis- the LSU job. Yeah. <laughs> um, you want Billy Napier in your backyard, don't you? Long game, baby. Um, <laughs> But I think UCLA, this would be hilarious. Honestly, I'm picking this because it would be hilarious if UCLA beat, if Chip Kelly beat Ed Orgeron. Um, (laughs) And Ed Orgeron, after assembling one of the greatest college football teams of all time, two years later, is like losing to UCLA. (laughs) I'm going to go with UCLA because I can. It's. For those who don't know, Ed Orgeron was the interim coach for USC when Lane Kiffin got fired, famously on the tarmac. Um, yeah, did a did a pretty good job with that team, but they passed him. I didn't even think about job. that. He's coming back to he's coming back. Coming like, back, and listen, I as much as I want to take UCLA because of the same no, reasons don't. That's, you said. It's what I did this season, stupid. like right. <laughs> I, I I'm gonna take LSU because I would love to take a five to three advantage in week one, separate myself and then yeah. just kind of <laughs> pull an Indy, pull an Indiana and just trying to ro- just hoard that lead until uh, the end of the, at uh, the end of the year. So give Rough. me that, give me LSU. I just think it would be a great win for the PAC 12, which they never get. Um, yeah. Unfortunate <laughs> for them. Pac-12 really needs a win out here, and UCLA mm-hmm. is never the team to provide that. But uh-uh. you know what? Fates can change, and I don't know why I'm saying this, uh, but this is an alliance versus SEC game. You know, <laughs> may the may the it'd be more much more interesting if like alliance teams could share players. So like, what yeah. if like Ohio? What if Ohio State just sent their entire team over to LA? And it was LSU versus UCLA, but it was like CJ Stroud. But it's really Ohio State. And Chris Olave running go routes. <laughs> Chris Olave, Derek Stingley would be a fun matchup to watch, though. I would say that. I hope. No, we're never. We're not going to get that, but that would be really fun. Exactly. Um. um all right. Yeah, Tyler, I'm going to take UCLA because I'm an idiot. <laughs> you can't pick back either. Those are them's the rules. You know so. this. Let's go forward to two points. No, we'll yeah, give yeah. You a I mean, chance. like some in the water out here. Some in the water. We'll give you the chance, Tyler, to try to find a, a deep cut to get you some two points back. Uh, I will go first with two points because you went first with five wide. And mine is very simple, Tyler. It's not on Thursday night. It's not on Friday night. It's not on Saturday. It's not even on Sunday, Tyler. It is the Monday night Labor <sighs> Day game. Ole Miss taking on Louisville from Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. It's an 8 o'clock kickoff Monday night, September 6th, Labor Day on ESPN. And I'm going to go with the lane train, and I'm going to go with Ole Miss. I cannot wait to watch Ole Miss put some points up against Louisville. 
It's not going too well for Scott Satterfield over in Louisville, and I'm not even talking about on the field. I'm talking about behind the scenes. I'm talking about some other stuff. So it's it's going a little uh, a little tough for him. Not going lately. that well. Right. Um, and uh, Lane Kiffin is just fun and firing on all cylinders. It's going to be fun to see that Kiffin offense get the national spotlight on Monday night, neutral site game. Um, it'll be fun. So I'm going to take Ole Miss over Louisiana. Uh, sorry, Louisville, uh, Monday night, eight o'clock on ESPN. Tyler, what is your two point conversion? Uh, moving out into the state, I was going to say great, but I can't say that. Um, the state of Kansas, um, oh boy, <laughs> the state that exists that is Kansas. Um, mm-hmm. Stanford is traveling out east. To play the mm. Kansas State Wildcats. This is good. A not well, probably not going to be a highly watched game of two teams that I think are very interesting that want to play very similar styles of football. And, but I think I got a feeling about this Kansas State team in this one particular I, I like game. Pick. I um, like that pick, Tyler. I like it because I, oh, Stanford is doing the whole cross the country body clock game it's a noon kickoff uh eastern which means it's an 11 a.m kickoff in kansas so it is eight which in is the an, morning which is on a stanford player's body is a nine o'clock in the morning um, an eight an eight o'clock in the morning game a nine o'clock in the morning game you're right sorry, sorry, sorry. my fault i immediately my went time three behind right buddy yeah um <laughs> i wouldn't have to do that if you stay never mind whatever um no, but I, I do like I do like that pick because of the body clock, I think. And I, I like – I think Kansas State is just doing a better version of what Stanford does. I agree with you yeah. on that one. A more updated – because, like, Stanford did that for a while. And the thing is that Stanford is still trying to do what they did, like, five years ago. Right. And the scheme is not working as well now because they're not getting mm-hmm. the exact same little caliber of players. Like, right. I mean, in fairness to Stanford, they recruited and developed, like, freaking crazy. Like just a level of players that they shouldn't have been able to get. And Mm -hmm. they have been sticking by that scheme and it works, but it is still starting to get, look a little archaic. Right. And Kansas state is the same mentality, but does approach it like with that North Dakota state style of like it's pro style, but it's, you know, updated quarterback runs a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, Right. Exactly. So I, I like Kansas state. So I like it as well. Um, Tyler, that's it for five wide and two point. Just to recap uh, for five wide, we have all the games are on Saturday, by the way. Um, Penn State taking on Wisconsin at 12 Eastern on Fox. We both have Wisconsin. Alabama taking on Miami, 330 Eastern on ABC. We both have Alabama. Louisiana taking on Texas, 430 Eastern on Fox. Tyler has Louisiana. I have Texas. Georgia Clemson, 7 o'clock Eastern on ABC. We both have Clemson and LSU, UCLA, 8.30 Eastern on Fox. I have LSU. Tyler has UCLA. Tyler, let's wrap up this episode with some college fantasy football talk. We were in our draft last night, and we were both able to snag up a bunch of players. We were both able to fill out our rosters. I want to ask you, Tyler. In this eight-team league that we have going on this year, what was your favorite pick that you made? Well, my favorite pick for brand purposes is my number one pick, which was quarterback Brock Purdy, because (laughs) um, 
Was he worth of my first round selection? Probably not from a value standpoint, but the name was pretty like a rock star. I can only do that one more year. So I had to assure that I got him. Mm-hmm. Uh, beyond that, I am really excited personally about Jadon Hazelwood, the mm. wide receiver at Oklahoma, who I picked up. Yeah. I like I'm him. really excited to have him. I also got Max Borgie, the Washington good State pick. running back. Really good pick. Good pick. And I also got Emory Jones. No, you know, no big deal. But um, mm-hmm. Max Borgie and Jadon Hazelwood are, are two that I'm very excited about. Yeah. Those are good uh, picks. What about you? Those are good picks. Um, okay, also for branding purposes, uh, I had the last pick in the draft, so I went with our boy, my boy, Mike Davis. Malik Davis. I just called him Mike Davis. What's wrong with me? My boy, Malik Davis, running back out of Florida. He won't play much. He's definitely not going to get some spots. I'll probably drop him next week, but you know what? I had to draft him. You know what I mean? For the brand. For the brand. be a Paul Bear at your funeral so he can let you down one last time. <laughs> Uh, some picks that I really enjoyed Chris Rodriguez, the running back out of Kentucky. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Kentucky runs that ball really well. Um, my quarterback is Sam Howell. Love that. My backup That's quarterback. Good for you. Yeah. My backup quarterback is Carson strong. <laughs> so, Oh yeah. So some, you're a little invested in that. Uh, a little invested over there. Um, I, I got John Michi the third as nice. one of my wide receivers. And then I think another player that I really liked, um, Xavier Valade. Running back out of Wyoming. That boy. Ooh, Wyoming is good running backs. Like Wyoming is going to put it down. So in like the analysis that they have on our in our draft section or whatever, his 2020 season um, was cut short by injury. But in 2019, he had a 1,200 yard season, and he's supposed to be the top running back in the Mountain West. So I'm excited. I'm very yeah. excited. I think he can have a really really good year. Who's projected like 14 touchdowns? And stuff so um i'm excited man i'm excited those I, are my like i think like i i have two that i think also like th- those are really mm-hmm. good i have two like lower level picks that are to me um like value mm-hmm. that i got one of them is Corey rucker the wide receiver from arkansas state i just picked because any arkansas state wide receiver is typically yeah. good um yeah they're gonna the get other numbers. one is brennan presley the wide receiver at oklahoma state okay who did produce much last year except for the bowl game where he went off. And it just, I get a feeling when I was drafting, I was just like, maybe I just got the next like really good Oklahoma state wide receiver that they Mm -hmm. always like in the sense of like, they'll just have one that goes off for a bunch of yards. Maybe that's this guy. I like that. Who knows? I like that a lot. Plays plays Montana state university this week. So Mm -hmm. we're going to find out. (laughs) We're going to find out. Um, I also think I got Ty Freifogel in the second to last round. Oh, which I did go heavy Indiana as well. Like, I, yeah, there's some concerns about um, Michael Penix, his knee. But, you know, I think I think they'll bounce back pretty well. And I think at least for very minimum, the stats will be there. I don't know about wins, but the stats will be there. And that's what I care about in fantasy. So, yeah. All right, Tyler, it looks like we have previewed week one. I know there's not as much to talk about in terms of X's and O's. We got to wait to see the teams. We got to experience it. but. Listen, above everything else, man, it's just so good to have college football back. Oh, yeah, it, for sure. It is. It, it feels great. And I was listening to Stephen Godfrey say this on Split Zone Duo. Great podcast. I suggest you listen to it. Um, and he was saying that one thing that he one there's a lot of there's a lot to nitpick about college football, right? There's a lot of bad in college football. But one of the great things about college football 
is the opening weekend. I think I think college football is one of the few sports, and I agree. This is a Goff, Godfrey take, but I agree with him. He was saying that college football is one of the few sports that does the whole opening right. There's yeah, always I agree with that. There's always Thursday games. There's always Friday games. You have a full slate on Saturday. There's excuse me. There's always that one primetime Sunday night game. It's always Labor Day weekend, so people have some Monday off. There's the primetime Sunday night game, which this year is um, Notre Dame and Florida State. So um, I may be hitting the hay early. Uh, no, I'm playing. I'm definitely going to watch the game. <laughs> Would it be a sideline judgment episode if I didn't make fun of Florida State and Notre Dame? I had a chance At the same to time. This game is birds. great for you. This game is great for you. Like Fantastic. Are you kidding me? your entire Popcorn? brand. Popcorn's going to be ready. I can't wait to watch a two to nothing uh, Notre Dame victory. Like just, it would be the best thing for me. It'd be fantastic. Anyway. Um, yeah, so that's the Sunday night game. And then you always have the Labor Day game. You know, you, you, you're having a Labor Day party. Labor Day, game, Labor Day game is always fun to me. Yeah, like, you're having a few, you have a few beverages. You're, you're maybe a little bit tired. You took your shower after being in the pool and barbecuing and all that stuff. And you sit down and you get to watch college football. And this year you get to watch Lane Kiffin throw all over Louisville's defense. It's going to be, or Matt Corral throw all over their defense. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a great weekend. And I think it's important for us to um, accept and hold true to our heart how much we've missed it and how important it is and, and how great of a weekend it's going to be. So. I, I couldn't have said it better myself. because yeah, I Sorry, I, I went on a rant there, dude. No, I mean, like, I, I love the college football opening weekend. Like, that's great. More than most sports that I've ever followed, like the opening of college football, just it just encapsulates everything. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I love it. Yeah, I'm with you, dude. I am with you. Um, we will be back next week with a recap of these five wide games and two point games and the Gator game and all that stuff. Um, and we'll be back, Tyler. We're, we're, all, we're on the grind. Again, we are going to be early in the week dropping the review and late in the week dropping the preview for the following week. Um, Tyler's schedule at Redacted and hopefully Redacted 2 in the future um, or just complicate things a little bit, but we always find time and we'll make sure to put at least two episodes out a week and it'll be a good time. It'll be a good time. Yeah, we're going to make it work. Tyler, I think that is it. We are going to sign off here. That's been another episode of Sideline Judgment. My name is Sergio. My name is Tyler. And we are not biased. But thank God that college football is back. Back, baby. Waited too long. Too long. And go Gators. Go Gators.